0: Oh, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. I don't know what I'm doing right now. What, I, I just uh, just completely spun out. Anyway, my name is JD, and who's here with me?
1: It's Michelle. It's such
0: a weird. I don't even know what I'm. It, here's the here's I'm the just problem. Just matching it's, your energy. <laughs> it's 11:30 at night. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been a long ass weekend already, and it's only Saturday. We still got a whole day to go, but we got podcasts to record.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I spent all day working on the squelching files. <laughs> it was yeah, nine yeah. hours so far, and I'm only halfway done. So, listeners, let me know, or let you know. I will let you know that I we love should, you because I was working on the squelching files. We should probably tell
0: them what the squelching files is. Nope. Yeah, I think we should <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Do probably... you want to tell them we're shy, Tom? So, uh, you, uh, we, like I told you last uh, episode We did finally get uh, our website com All uh, owned and designed and put together and put up And we have a section on that website uh, In honor of the greatest, most ridiculous, most awesome kick-ass subtitle In the history of subtitles Which is, of course, Michelle, what?
1: Squelching Squelching
0: the best sub- I don't know why. There's just something about that word. Something about the way it gets used. I feel like, uh, especially uh, in horror movies, the people who do the subtitles adore that word and they find great ways to use it. And we're putting a gallery up on WeWatchShutter.com of all of the most ridiculous and hilarious and awesome uh, squelching subtitles uh, from movies that we can find. Now, Michelle... Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I tasked Michelle with, with well, she started just sort of randomly (laughs) collecting them. And I was like, Hey, Michelle, you want to actually go collect those images you've been writing down timestamps for? See, that's what she did. She didn't actually Mm -hmm. collect the images. She just like collected, like she started making a list of, Oh, in this movie at this point, there's this cool squelching title. And so I sent her off and Michelle, you want to go ahead and tell these people what you've done?
1: Uh, Okay, so there's a spreadsheet involved. I have started going through and finding every movie and TV show that I like. Let's just say that there is a very weird underground part of the internet where people make subtitle transcripts and that I have gone delving into some forums that I did not know existed. I've gotten some systems I didn't know existed. I've been doing some very intense searching. So far, my list, excluding the Shutter titles, includes 100 exactly TV shows and movies. A lot of those have multiple instances of the word squelch, squelched, squelched squelching squelches um and i have been going through and time stamping them and locating each individual scene and screenshotting it with uh, the squelching part on the screen. (laughs) And I have also become very, very, very angry about Spongebob Squarepants because Spongebob Squarepants is available on both Prime and Paramount. I can tell you the timestamps of exactly where the subtitle occurs that I'm looking for with each episode, but the subtitles are broken on both Prime and Paramount where it only shows it for a millisecond and not at the time that it should so I can't capture these beautiful Spongebob Squarepants subtitles and I am very very mad about it and I will be writing to both Prime and Paramount customer service and telling them to fix their goddamn subtitles because I am looking for them
0: Michelle Mm -hmm? how many total squelching images have you collected so far so
1: so far they're not complete but from today I've gotten 84 (laughs)
0: <laughs> i have apparently 84 images i have to put up in a gallery on our website Which is the price i have to pay for entrusting michelle with an organizational type project
1: <laughs> listen i've never claimed to be sane I have never. oh my god that's, I go a little too hard. I just—I'm a completionist. I, this is look a problem.
0: The, the, <laughs> these people are just gonna have to understand if they're waiting for us to talk about Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, <laughs> guys. It's coming, I promise you. But I gotta talk to you again, just briefly for a moment. Uh, there's a there's a why I I can't you know, so there's a part of me that is honestly surprised, but then there's the other part of my brain that says no because everything is on the internet. But there's a mm-hmm. there's a part of the internet where there's like a group of people who produce transcripts
1: of oh, okay. subtitles <sighs> There from are multiple TV shows different communities that band together and figure out what movies and shows are missing subtitles and then create their own subtitles so that you can download them and add them to whatever show or movie you're watching, including if you have illegally downloaded them, because obviously when you illegally download something, it's probably not coming with the subtitles. So I have not only figured out what multiple websites there are out there like this, I have gotten into forums i have favorited and bookmarked so many different things but my favorite part has been watching the infighting of these people arguing over whose subtitles are better than other people apparently they are very passionate about it and unfortunately i may become one of these people
0: this is uh this is the the most bizarre thing i've experienced in a while (laughs) and that's really saying something the internet is a magical place everybody
1: this should probably Uh. just become its own mini episode because i can tell you so much about squelching my favorite one so far and people will have to go to our website to see it has been even stevens and i don't think you've seen this one because i captured it after i uploaded what i had so far um but even stevens by far has been my favorite one and yes i am talking about the 2000 show from i believe disney but Disney? Michelle, yeah. they'll uh-huh. they'll
0: only know it's the one from Even Stevens if they recognize it, because as you recall, none of these images will be titled because of yeah. spoilers.
1: If if they know who Even Stevens is, it's very clearly <laughs> it's a so, young Shia LaBeouf.
0: <laughs> so, guys, uh, uh, yeah, be sure to check out uh, wewatchshutter dot com for a variety of things, uh, including uh the the squelching uh the squelching files uh <laughs> i don't even
1: say good night michelle
0: no no we still <laughs> have an episode to do uh we're oh, here.
1: seven minutes in i feel like we should just let oh. them go on this one no. so that they can skip the squelching. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay fine. uh no so so oh. uh, another one of our uh our, our bonus end of year episodes here as you recall uh after uh spooktober there were only five uh original and exclusive shutter releases from 2022 that we hadn't touched yet and so we're collecting those here before the year is over and this week it is the I owe this film an apology because on our episode for uh, a wounded fawn back on Friday I said it was 3 hours and 20 minutes long It's only three hours and 12 minutes long. The documentary Woodland's Dark and Days Bewitched, A History of Folk Horror. Michelle, do you want to do the Descrippy script or should I do it? Why did I call it a Descrippy script? Where did that come from? I don't know
1: what is going on, but I (laughs) will absolutely read the Descrippy script for all these people. So, straight from the Shudder website, directed by Kirla Janice. Oh, I... Fuck that up so badly. 192 minutes long. Not (sighs) rated. Explore the rural route rural oh god damn it explore the rural <laughs> roots occult creeds and cultural lore that continues to shape international cinema from writer director co-producer Kirlaj comes a seductive mega text from IndieWire that's a quote through the history of folk horror featuring clips from over 200 films and interviews m- more than 50 filmmakers authors and scholars Seven Films presents this astounding achievement. That's a quote from Screen Anarchy that Rue Morgue calls. <laughs> wait, Rue Morgue <laughs> calls an unprecedented that's journey. Michelle. <laughs> that's such a good name. Calls an unprecedented journey into where folk horror has been, where it's going, and ultimately what it says about humanity. A Shutter Exclusive. Michelle. That's such a good name. I wasn't expecting it.
0: You know, that's Rue Morgue, right? Like the murders in the room org. It is not room org, you. Oh my god. What is happening?
1: This is without (laughs) (laughs) John. I'm crying. Okay.
0: (laughs) okay. Room morgue. That's not even an uncommon word. There are.
1: Oh my God! I'm crying. There are more. Oh my God! Oh my God! (sighs) Okay. <sighs> I'm okay. I'm so sorry <sighs> to everyone. It totally is the word morgue, M O R G U E, but room Morgue. <laughs> it definitely looks like it should be room Morgue. Oh my god, I hate the English language. Oh, my god. <laughs> but I love <sighs> squelching subtitles. Oh. <laughs> I am... There are tears oh. going down my cheeks. Oh, my God. I would like we, everyone uh... to know that I am a two-time spelling bee champion. That's <laughs> not a joke. Stop. I really am. And... Uh... <laughs> All right. Your word is "morgue." <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it oh. was like when I was... Uh, I was competing in one of spelling bees and they gave me the word sieve and I went, "Can you use that in a sentence, please?" And they said something like they used a sieve to sift vegetables or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, you mean sieve?" <laughs> <laughs> I spelled it correctly. S I E V E. I was just mad at them. Oh my okay. god, oh, so fuck. Uh,
0: oh, <sighs> <that> was-
1: <laughs> Yep. Oh, anyway, fantastic. Do you want to give your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I would on this I movie, would love Jamie? to
0: give my. my I'm going to take
1: a sip of water to replenish some of the tears yeah. I just lost. Oh my god. I got to be honest, we
0: uh I don't think we really need the spoiler-free section uh here. It's a documentary, right? You can't have spoilers in a documentary. Uh it is what it is. Uh also, as we said from the description, they talk about over 200 movies in this. Uh, guys, just blanket spoiler warning about a lot of things, I guess, but uh, not, it's yeah. not going to be spoiler heavy anyway. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this is a movie that I have now seen exactly twice. I did watch it when it was first dropped back in January, uh, I and I watched it because I just saw it and I turned it on before I ever stopped and looked. If I had stopped and seen that it was three hours and 12 minutes, I may have never turned this movie on. But I was a good hour into it before I bothered to check how long it was. And at that point, I was invested, so whatever. Uh, but I never did go back and watch it again until right now for this episode. And this, um, as a documentary, uh, as a, a, a piece on uh, one of the the absolute biggest, I think, uh, subgenres of horror, uh, this is an absolute master class, Right. But it is also a fucking slog. Like it's a, It is a lot. And thankfully, they did a very smart thing and they broke it up into chapters. And it's gonna it would be very easy to not have to actually sit and watch this all in one setting. But this is one of the most thorough and exhaustive dissections of a subgenre of, of cinema uh, that I have ever seen. Uh, I loved everything about this movie. This is a Five Skull documentary for me. Wow. I, I love okay. it. It's it's incredible.
1: Well, five from my co-host JD. Um, this, how do I say it? Uh, I always joke about like how movies are too long if they're over two hours because like, oh my God, I can't devote my life to that much movie because in my mind if you're making a movie it's intended to be watched uninterrupted for the length of that movie so making sure. it three hours it's like no one's gonna have the patience for that <laughs> um, part of it is this is so full of information that, that i want to know more but i have to sit there and make constant notes about it and it's kind of like back when i was in school where i'd watch a lesson happening and then be like i i have to take so many notes that i can't fully pay attention to go research things that i want to um, I think, honestly, if this on their website, they had something that kind of broke it up into those chapters like they did with the movie, um, I would have liked it a lot more. I think this needs a pamphlet to accompany it because there is so much information. And I just I, I couldn't make notes and you also know, pay attention. I, mm-hmm. he,
0: I, I, you're not wrong there. Like this very mm-hmm. easily could have been. uh in a lot of ways, similar to like uh, the 101 scariest horror movie moments or whatever mm-hmm. that Shutter just did, uh, yeah, this very easily could have been like a like a six thirty-minute episode series uh, yeah. rather than a, a full uh, three-hour twelve-minute documentary. Um, I think ultimately, um, I because it's a documentary, I. I, I I don't, I guess I don't think there's a real distinction there, the way they built this as a documentary. If it had been a narrative feature film, uh, yeah, this would have been an, an incredible slog. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I guess for me, functionally, those two things are, are not different enough to have been an issue, but I can definitely see how they would have been for somebody. It is, like yeah. I said, it is, it is, because not only is it long, like Michelle said, it is different. Dense. Like there mm-hmm. is so much here. Of course, Kirla Janice is a well-known uh, horror scholar. Uh, she wrote uh, uh, House of Psychotic Women, which I still haven't had a chance to read, but I know by reputation. Do and you want to
1: know much... my score? Oh, continue. God, I,
0: I completely <laughs> skipped over the scores. I'm so sorry, Michelle. No, that's sorry, okay. No, so that's okay. I yes. was just
1: like, oh, I see him. I see him this going down the rabbit is, hole like Oh, I my
0: God. <laughs> it, it's, it's Rue
1: Magoo's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn you, Rue Magoo. You will Rue Magoo the day. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but why I wanted to mention that is yeah. – uh, That The score isn't really affected by the length. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I wish it had been small so I'd get a bite size and then I'd go research and then I'd come back. It just feels like if it's three hours, you should watch it in one sitting. That's just how we've been conditioned to enjoy movies. Oh, I have all
0: sorts of weird things like that as well. I I know exactly where you're coming from.
1: Yep, yep. So uh, aside from that, though, this was incredibly informative. I didn't fully love it um it's just uh, i don't have a great reason for that i think some of it some parts get a little bit dry and i didn't find as interesting but that's kind of what happens when you put everything into a movie there are going to be ups and downs uh so i will give it a four which makes it a 4.5 skull out of five skull movie which is I, yeah. I think that for a documentary to be entertaining yeah, enough to sure. get a four, I think is yeah. a good score.
0: That's really well. I I, I, I take no, uh, I truck no issue with that whatsoever. Like I would either <laughs> yeah. way. Anyway, I don't. Man, what is this episode doing? Do you want to tell brains? us
1: about Kirla Jenny now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but uh, I, I also did just quickly want to point out also though that as we've talked about before, uh, and something that I I, I can definitely uh, understand is especially. Um, if you're not a big fan of folk horror, and I'm not suggesting that you just hate folk horror entirely, but I think we definitely know that I am, in general, more of a fan of the, of the style than you are. And so mm-hmm. I definitely think how interested you are in folk horror is obviously going to affect your experience with this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why it worked so much for me, is because as somebody who's already into a lot of this stuff... I was like very much like you. I was like, oh shit, I gotta follow this, and I gotta check this one out, and I gotta check this one out. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it is exhaustive and and real good. Uh, yeah, Kierla Janice, uh, horror scholar, uh, uh, best known for the uh, for House of Psychotic Women. Uh, uh, the full title I have right in front of me here: House of Psychotic Women: An Autobiographical Topography of Female Neurosis in Horror and Exploitation Films. Uh, it's a, a book I know as I was saying by reputation I haven't had a chance to read yet but I definitely after watching this movie a second time feel like I need to go check it out especially because Severin Films who produced Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched and released the, uh, uh, the box set that it's a part of that has like 20 almost lost or, or thought whatever uh, folk horror films. They also just released that House of Psychotic Women box set, which has uh, three of its four films on Shutter right now. It's all timely. It's all coming together. Anyway, uh, she put together a fantastic film here, Uh, just a a dissection of the genre step by step. Were you at all familiar with with Keelogenes before going into this
1: movie, Michelle? Not at all, but I do appreciate that uh, her titles for things are just always incredibly long, and then her (laughs) movies are always long, and she's just got a thing, and I I appreciate that.
0: She's also the founder of something called the Miskatonic Institute of Horror Studies, which, of course, first (laughs) off, shout out for the H.P. Lovecraft reference. Uh, But as the Wikipedia tells me, it's an international organization that offers undergraduate-level history, theory, and production-based master classes, with branches in London, New York, and Los Angeles. That's uh, wow. people involved here. Listen to these names. Oh, my God. Stuart Gordon, Jack Ketchum, Jack Sargent, Maitland McDonough, Ramsey Campbell. Oh, my God. I have to go. Anyway, uh, so that's who put this movie together, guys. Uh, lady knows what the hell she's talking about. And uh, I think what's happening right now is it's really hard to talk about a documentary in a movie review sort of situation uh, because it really is uh, just a lot of sections of a bunch of talking heads talking about a lot of significant movies in the genre and the, the development of it along the way. Uh, but uh, I guess let me ask you a few questions about this, Michelle, uh, uh, being okay. somebody... I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I said okay.
0: Oh, I, I, I <laughs> wow! This is uh, this one um, for the record. Jack folks. Ketchum
1: is part of that organization. I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, he's the father of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. You got to catch them all, JD. Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ask your questions.
0: <laughs> okay, so. uh <laughs> Like in the the first section of the film, they talk about uh, uh, what they like like the Holy Trinity, uh, the the, the three sort of what people typically refer to as the source films overall for folk horror, which are uh, Witchfinder General, uh, The Blood on Satan's Claw, and The Wicker Man. Have you seen any of those three films?
1: I fucking love The Wicker Man, both the original and the remake. Not even ironically. I do like both. And I had seen parts of The Witchfinder General um, after watching this movie the first time when it came out. So somewhat familiar with that. And, not, and uh, not the Blood on Satan's clothes ones though. Right on. He's yeah, yeah Blood on Satan's
0: off. Claw. I'm 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 actually kind of upset because like I said, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched was released as part of a, a like a I think it's a twelve or thirteen disc box set from Severin Films uh that has a bunch of, of thought lost or just really rare, or obscure uh folk horror films uh, as part of the set. And most of those films were on shutter. They, were, they all came together as part of a package when this documentary landed, and there were several of them that I just footed around and footed around and farted off and didn't bother to get around to watching, and now they're not on there anymore. And one of them is the only one of those three that I haven't seen, which is the blood on Satan's claw, and it makes me really upset. Uh, but no, Witchfinder General, fantastic. And of course, even people who don't, Know anything else at all about folk horror? I think if you were to say to them, Can you name a folk horror movie? they would be able to say The Wicker Man. That is just iconic, top level stuff. I have not seen the Nicolas Cage remake. Are you really that big a fan of it?
1: I. I like it because it's absurd and I'm also just a Nicolas Cage fan because he he goes absurd you're not supposed to take his performance 100% seriously I can't remember what he had said about the wicker man but he knew he was fucking around and making something (laughs) funny instead of serious so if you go into it knowing like this is not the serious film that the first one was I I enjoy it. it. It makes me laugh a lot. And I think he was just having fun with the character. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: I'll have to check it out. I saw the original Wicker Man uh, for the first time uh, on VHS in, I want to say, like 1999. Uh, I bought it. The local uh, video rental place had just recently switched over to pretty much everything DVD And they were selling off literally their entire VHS library for like a dollar a tape. Uh, And I bought, I had heard of The Wicker Man and I saw it and I was like, oh, this is supposed to be like a weird horror movie. And I bought it and I took it home. And I think I probably watched that movie three times before I was like, what the fuck is even going on here? uh but uh uh no it's uh it's one that uh interestingly didn't really connect with me or work for me right away but something about it told me that I needed to stick with it and try again uh and now it's one of my favorite movies it's so fucking good um what other again as somebody who's uh you know not the biggest uh, folk horror fan uh, what would you say then maybe are like your three favorite folk horror films
1: Well um before this movie I had no idea how to define folk horror sure. I knew it if I saw it right. but I didn't really know like and when they start going into some of those movies it's a matter of trying to figure out like what is kind of the the theme overall and I think as long as you consider it just old beliefs versus new beliefs if you put that general kind of idea on it it encompasses a lot of the movies that they uh, covered in here Um, I would say some of my favorites I'm looking through my list of some of the movies that I wrote down Um, Candyman both the original and the remake are phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh the shining obviously which i thought was kind of weird to fall into the folk horror realm Mm -hmm. but i get it i love the village i love the village so much i will defend (laughs) it to the death um texas chainsaw massacre obviously but again kind of weird to fall into that and I really like The Lighthouse. So I think the ones that they showcase in here, and of course, Hereditary and but those like everybody likes oh, those movies, yeah. or they like at least one of those movies, so it's not like interesting to talk about, but The Lighthouse had a <laughs> phenomenal ending and some really great scenes. So Sure. Yeah.
0: And uh, so the, some of them that you mentioned there, uh, the first time I watched this movie, uh, a part of my reaction to it was, that I thought it was good, but event there was a point where I was like, "Oh, so there." I felt like at times they were stretching a bit, uh, to and-, and we're getting to a point where they were just like kind of trying to draw as many things under the folk horror banner as they could, uh, and there were some that I thought, you know, they 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 drew connections to that didn't I didn't really see at the time. Again, movies like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, and, and things like that. But watching it the second time, uh, a, a, a kind of a light bulb went off. Uh, and first of all, uh, it's also that, or like, uh, like with Candyman or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, uh, as I watched it the second time, I understood a little more that what they were saying is not necessarily that these are pure folk horror movies, uh, but that they definitely have folk horror influence and, ele- and and elements in them. And what that then led me to is this, like, I don't even know that we can talk about folk horror as a specific genre. Like, you like you can't... It's not, like, zombie movies and monster... Or even just, like, monster movies or supernatural horror or body horror. Uh, there is, like, so much of folklore. Like, even when you just think of folklore and, and you ask, like, you think about fairy tales, and then immediately when you think about fairy tales, you think about the darker versions that those fairy tales are based on. There is so much, like, there is so much overlap just in general between horror and folklore that I almost feel like the point this movie is making is that folk horror isn't even really a genre, but that there are folkloric traditions penetrating every element of horror. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely, because I yeah. kind of had a a somewhat similar understanding, not to that extent, but like my brain was starting to form a thought and then uh, it was gone. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to think like, because during the, the beginning of this, it I was expecting them to plainly lay out this is what folk horror is, mm-hmm. but then there were people kind of contradicting what previous people had said, yeah. and that's why I was like, you have to define it very broadly and then once you start looking at the list it's like well okay everything can be folk horror because hereditary previously i never would have said yeah that's got folk horror elements but now i'm like okay i guess because it's pagan and pagan falls under Mm -hmm. folk horror but everything to a certain extent can be that
0: (laughs) they talk about some of those elements up front like the 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 pagan uh sort of traditions uh and also uh like uh uh, small isolated communities, uh, you know, things of that nature. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a whole section in the movie devoted to witches, which of course I love. Uh, I, uh, Mm -hmm. but I, I only like the real, like, like folk horror witches, right? Like I'm not big on frankly, like, uh, the, the wicked queen from snow white, or like uh, the the Wicked Witch of the West from from uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz. I like those crusty like Blair Witch, uh, the Virago from Slap Face. Just those crusty Bog Witch types, right? And they got. But a do whole you like st- the
1: witches from The Craft? No, no, really. Oh, no. The Craft is on my list of movies that I love because oh. I saw that when I was a I- wee lass. And then became movie. a cool teenager, and I loved it. the The girls from the Craft were like my role models. The Craft, I loved is them.
0: So far from a movie that is appealing to me, I uh, oh, I will put I it love that it. way. We
1: are the bad guys, Mister. <laughs> we
0: it. are the, the weirdos, Mister. We Michelle. are the yeah. I, yeah even, I said it,
1: and then I knew that I don't I had even like
0: up. the movie. Anyway, Rue Morgue, Rue Morgue, but goo. no, I. Uh, uh, I, I yeah, I, I really appreciate uh, how this movie sort of lays that out and and illustrates the way that uh, there's there really is just and that also kind of kind of made me curious about other things and just like, just just such an interesting thought that really like if you were to stop and think about like if somebody just said think when if I say folklore, what kind of things do you think about? And because so much of folklore is like cautionary tales, right? And so <laughs> much of cautionary tales is just if you tell them right, they're fucking horror movies. And it's, uh, yeah, so it's like also I feel like si- sort of saying that maybe in certain ways uh, horror cinema doesn't necessarily get the respect it deserves as a, a, a modern folkloric tradition. You know, and uh, and I, I just yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot, especially being a person who's interested in folklore in general. I thought they did a phenomenal job. Uh, it's just it, it I, I feel like I could spend my entire life trying to watch all of the movies that they talk about in this uh, documentary, and I would never be able to accomplish it, and there would still be dozens that I haven't even heard of yet it's super super mm-hmm. good
1: uh do you have a favorite folk horror or a few <sighs> absolute favorites because I know uh, you love well, it well I mean do you yeah. you have a I, I mean
0: it has to uh I, I think the way I would describe that is like th- there are some that are special for different reasons uh mm-hmm. right like y- of course you have to start with the wicker man like I guess if if I were to say like what is the single most iconic representation of, like when somebody says folk horror, what's the very first thing I think, and it's the Wicker Man, uh, mm-hmm. but then interestingly, because even with everything that has come since, uh, within just the last couple of years, uh, you say folk horror, and I immediately think the Wicker Man, and within a split second, I also think Midsummer. Uh, I okay. think I think that movie gets compared to The Wicker Man unfairly because a lot of people saw it whose only frame of reference for that type of horror before that was The Wicker Man. Like, they had no idea that this whole broad, sweeping portrait of that type of movie existed. And and don't get me wrong, it definitely has similar elements involved. You know, there's that idea of oh, you ended up being a sacrifice for a pagan group uh, that you didn't know was there. Okay, so yes, in that very root thread, they are similar. Uh, but uh, but yeah, those are the two that jump out uh, immediately. Uh, also, I really like um, places where folk horror and cosmic horror crossover. And uh, the easiest way to say that is I like anything uh, that is either by or or inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, like, I think that's really the essence of Lovecraft is this crossover between cosmic horror and folk horror. This idea that the... The, mo- the gods and monsters represented in folk tales are actually these ancient alien creatures from outer space with all this technology that would blow your mind to be indistinguishable from magic, as they say. Uh, that sort of stuff uh, I just fucking adore. Uh, uh, there's a movie called Housewife uh that i believe is available on shutter i didn't bother to check because i didn't think
1: yes Yes. i just added it to my list on something and i think it was shutter
0: yeah Uh, and uh it's by uh why can i is it can evrenol i think is the director of housewife mm, i don't know
1: i'm too busy i have to to know
0: now and it's a good thing i have my computer right in front of me uh, uh, housewife. Yes. Oh, this is great podcasting, JD. Way to fucking go, my man. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, I apologize to the director. Yes, Can everinol Uh, that movie is a beautiful example of of that that crossover between uh folk horror and cosmic horror that I am a big big fan of.
1: Uh, Housewife is on AMC, but no longer on Shudder. I could have sworn it was on Shudder. It was on on Shudder for a long time. AMC
0: owns Shudder. Did you know that, Michelle?
1: I did know that, and that's why Uh I made the distinction that it is on AMC, but not on Shudder currently.
0: Uh, Have you seen Baskin, Michelle?
1: Of course. I fucking love Baskin. Oh,
0: Housewife was made by the same guy who made Baskin.
1: Oh, that's why this got added to my list, because when we did one of the conventions uh, recently, Oh, that's it, right. I, yeah. I brought the Baskin clip, um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Housewife, so I added yeah. it to my list, and then I didn't watch it in time, because I was probably too busy <laughs> going down a squelching portal
0: oh, to go uh,
1: save uh, all the screenshots possible. Other <laughs> uh, other folk horror movies, at least
0: in recent memory, that jump out as, as standouts, uh, one would be, uh, I mentioned the, the Virago earlier from Slapface. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. slapface definitely is not pure folk horror but certainly has some of those elements at play. Uh, she will uh, that we just saw in October uh, I thought was a, a really fantastic representation of the of the style. There's a movie from a few years back called a Dark Song uh, that mm-hmm. is. It's a hard movie for me because I love everything about it, but about the last ninety seconds and the only. I'm the
1: opposite. (laughs) I love the ending, and the rest was just okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: And well, the only thing I dislike about the I don't even like it. I don't even dislike it from a narrative perspective. I dislike it because the execution of the special effects was so it so didn't work for me and just imme- like to a degree that it sucked me out completely. But anyway, uh, we've completely gotten off the topic here at this point, which is fine, considering that we started this with an explosion in the room, or argue. And so, you know, what are we? <laughs> uh, here's um, the thing, Michelle, that I want to talk about.
1: Oh, I was going to say Hellbender. I just wanted to make sure people. Knew. Oh, if yes. Like Hellbender, horror, also Hellbender. a
0: fantastic folk horror film. Absolutely, Jugface. I
1: really like Jug Face. There were just a I, lot know, of movies I've seen recently.
0: You know, I've seen Jug Face, but I don't remember a lot about it. I think I may have to go back and check that one out. Uh, one last thing I want to ask before we get too far, because we've been so completely mm-hmm. scattershot here anywhere. Uh, you did earlier say you were a fan of Jack Ketchum, and then you turned it into a joke about that Pokemon kid. Uh, you are, though, in fact, a fan of Jack Ketchum, aren't you?
1: Uh, let me go see who Jack Ketchum is. He, uh, uh wrote The Girl names. Next
0: Door, The Woman, uh, oh, he, he wrote I that Oh, I have segment. read
1: nothing that he has written, but I'm familiar with the name.
0: Oh, and, uh, uh, like, he, uh, he wrote the scripts oh, for the films as well.
1: Oh, I was, uh... The scripts. I thought we were talking about books. I went to oh no, he yeah, Well, he
0: did write. The, he's a, he's a, a novel author to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he wrote books and then he but also co-writes scripts. Yeah. I guess he wrote co-wrote the script, yeah. oh. uh, well, co-wrote the script names. for the woman, but not the... Anyway, uh, Yeah, I could have swore you and I had had a conversation about Jack Ketchum. We've lost pretty much everybody at this point, but I... No, it's okay. Uh, I feel <laughs> like uh, we did a good job of talking about Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will never once remember the title of this movie. I have gotten it wrong every single time I have written it down or said it or made notes about it. All of my notes about this say like days dark, woodlands bewitched, bewitched dark, woodland days, woodlands bewitched dark days? Do you know, <laughs> what,
0: uh, do you know what the title of the box set is that it
1: comes from? Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched and also this is a box set that has stuff about more witches because it's Bewitched and Wood Days and Organization, <laughs> Semicolon, uh an anthology of the history of horror and folk horror as well as its origins, written by women. <laughs> it, was I right? Was I close? No. Oh, okay. It's What's called the, name All of the, the box
0: set? be ours, a compendium of folk horror.
1: Dear God, I'm never going to remember that either. <laughs> no. Just give me like one where I'm bad with names, I'm really bad with titles. Every time you ask me a question, I have to go Google and then go, oh duh, I know this stuff.
0: <laughs> We're like 40 minutes deep in this jam at this point. We should probably let these people off the hook, but before we do, what's the yeah. new episode coming up later this week?
1: Well, if they decide to come back, <laughs> it will be Christmas, Bloody Christmas.
0: Joe Bagos. I'm such a big fan of Joe Bagos. I love Bliss. I love VFW. Uh, What's the one? Is it called The Pod, I think? Uh, Some almost human. I love me some Joe Bagos, and Joe Bagos is doing a splattery Christmas movie.
1: You're going to be disappointed by it because I know when you really like things, you oh. get hyped up like the Cronenberg film, Crimes <laughs> of the Future, which I loved and you hated and were very angry about. I and then,
0: it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited. We'll see how that goes. And then next Monday, we're doing another documentary. Boris
1: Karloff, colon, the man behind the monster. Yes.
0: We're going to talk about Semicolon, Boris
1: Karloff. As well as... The man behind the Grinch. <laughs> You're Tyson.
0: not. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and the mummy. Well, and the mummy. And he was also an invisible man in The Invisible Man, but not The Invisible Man.
1: Well, how would you know he's invisible?
0: That's a very good question. In that case, guys, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. All of those at We Watch Shutter. Don't forget the awesome WeWatchShutter.com. Be sure you check out the squelch files and uh, shoot us a message if you'd like. We're at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Did I hit all the high points?
1: Yes. And it's mail as in a letter, not as in the not fee kind.
0: Right. M A I L at WeWatchShutter.com. Yep. That is correct.
1: Chain mail. Sweet. Say goodnight, Michelle. Good night, Michelle.